Today's reading comes from Luke chapter 9, verses 37 through 50. And uh, this is a combination of, of brief stories, beginning with Jesus healing a boy with a demon. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then, a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly, a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him, and, you will, scare, and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the greatness of God. While everyone was amazed at all that he was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. But they did not understand this saying. Its meaning was concealed from them, so that they could not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a little child and put it by his side. And he said to them, Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he's, he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for whoever is not against you is for you. Today, as we move beyond the transfiguration story of yesterday, Jesus being illuminated and spoken to by God up on this mountain. Now he's come down from the mountain with Peter, James, and John. And here his authority over the oppressive power of unclean spirits, demons, and Jesus's power to heal is revealed once again in this story. Many illnesses and diseases are still experienced today in which we may not have the knowledge of medical science as they didn't in that day. We are currently dealing with a global pandemic of COVID-19, which seems to change the moment we try to figure out something about it. These diseases and their power to disrupt and to destroy life are no less frightening today than they were in Jesus' day. And as in Jesus' day, prayer is often the only remedy available. And as desperate loved ones, we too will pursue every avenue, refusing to give up hope, like this father. The father comes to Jesus directly because his disciples were unable to heal the boy. 
Jesus remarks about the faithless and per perverse generation pointing to his own disciples. His question, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you, reminds us that Jesus' end will come soon. After these readings today, we begin Luke's section of Jesus' uh, journey, journey, his final journey to Jerusalem. When Jesus healed the boy, he gave him back to his father. Jesus tells his disciples again that he will be betrayed into human hands. He begins by telling them, let these words sink into your ears. But Luke tells us that they still didn't understand it, but that they were afraid to ask him about it. This betrayal of Jesus, when it happens, will reveal a complicated array of divine and demonic and human wills and actions. The disciples may be thinking, how can someone who can exercise demons become a casualty of human endeavors and power? How could he ever allow himself to be arrested? Their bewilderment becomes even more profound as they begin to quarrel amongst themselves over who is the greatest of the 12 disciples. In this first century Middle Eastern culture, children were at the bottom of societal positions. Value was defined by your honor, power, and your merits, of which children had none. So while the disciples argue, Jesus places a child next to him. He, in essence, is placing himself in the position or the rank of a child. To welcome a child in Jesus' name, to receive a child as an honored guest who is one superior in, so, in social rank, that is what it means to receive Jesus. That is, that is what it means to receive God. To humble yourself before Jesus, before God. To humble yourself before a child. The next section poses an alarming concern for the disciples. What the disciples have been unable to do, cast out demons in Jesus' name. Someone else is accomplishing this very act who is officially not of their cohort of the 12. Jesus' response to them is humbling. Whoever is not against you is for you. Do not stop him. Yesterday, we read about how Jesus had invited Peter, James, and John to join him at his transfiguration, this uh, theophany, this epiphany, this spectacular experience. Now, after that invitation, Jesus challenges the Twelve with the expectation of his coming betrayal, suffering, and death. At this point, his disciples don't seem up to the challenge. They couldn't remove the demons from the sick boy. They didn't understand Jesus when he told them of his upcoming arrest. They begin to argue among themselves about who is the greatest. They seem upset. Could it be jealousy about another follower of Jesus who is actually casting out demons in Jesus' name? It seems as if they really enjoy being a part of Jesus' life and mission. 
They've witnessed his powerful deeds. But do they enjoy being a part of the challenge of following Jesus? Now they are to act, not of their own accord, but with the authority of Jesus. How are they doing? How are we doing as followers of Jesus? May God bless your reflection upon this devotion, and may God bless your day.